Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. We always think we have it under control. We know what's going to happen. We know what the plan is. We have it all figured out. But then life throws us a curveball, and things turn out very differently than expected. We're on the highway of life, and we're forced off an exit. And that's when we begin to worry. We begin to get concerned. What's happening? What's going to be? Where am I going? What am I going to do? It's very normal to get concerned and get overwhelmed in moments like that. This is where we get a very powerful reminder in this week's Torah portion. Yaakov passes away, Jacob dies, and now Joseph's brothers are afraid that now is going to be the time with their father gone that he's going to do revenge. But of course, Joseph turns to his brothers and he says, don't worry, don't feel bad, don't be afraid that I'm going to do something to you for the fact that you sent me as a slave and sold me all the way to Egypt. Don't worry. You're forgetting something very important. This has nothing to do with you. This is God's plan. Everything that happens in our lives is part of the journey that God gives us. This is where God is taking me. This is where he wants me to be. Don't worry. What a powerful reminder. We need to constantly reframe our life's journeys and recognize that what happens is not a fluke and not random and not a mistake. It's all part of Hashem's plan. When we are feeling vulnerable, alone, worried, concerned, and we cry out the very powerful words that Reuven, Joseph's brother, cried out when he saw that his brother disappeared from the pit. And he cried out, Vani ana aniba, where will I go? What will be with me? I can't believe it. Whenever we have those cries coming from the depth of our heart, we have to hear a voice that's even louder. And that is the voice of our neshama telling us, remember, Shema Yisrael, listen closely, Hashem is in charge. And this is why when Yaakov reunited with his son Yosef, the Torah tells us, the Midrash says he was saying the words of Shema. And this is why before his passing, Yaakov gathered all the sons together. And what did he say with them? The Shema. Because the message of the Shema is the same message that Yosef was telling his brothers. And that is, listen closely. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. There is Hashem Elohim. There's the God, our God, who will take care of us, who has a plan. And whatever happens is part of that plan. This, my friends, is the message I want to share with you this week. Don't worry. Let go and let God. When you let go of the steering wheel and you go to the back seat and recognize that Hashem is taking you where you need to go, follow Him where He takes you and everything will be okay. For this week's story, I invite you to open up your hearts. Very powerful story. Takes us back over a hundred years ago to the city of Baghdad. In Baghdad, there lived a Jew by the name of Avraham Pinchas. He was a wealthy Jewish merchant and he loved to have an open home. He usually had a table full of guests, lots of people gathering around. But this particular Shabbat, I want you to join me at the Shabbat table together with Avram Pinchas. As for some strange reason, he didn't have a lot of guests that week. In fact, he just had one lone guest. This simple poor man was invited back from synagogue to join Avram Pinchas and his family for Shabbat dinner. Now, as we're sitting at that table, you look around the room, you'll be amazed to see the plush richness all around, the thick Persian rugs, the gold dishes, the beautifully decorated walls. It's, it's incredible, the feeling, the atmosphere, the environment in that beautiful, wealthy home. But there's one thing that struck the guest as very, very strange. In the middle of this grand table, amidst the beautiful dishes, was an old, empty, broken bottle that looked like it once contained olive oil. 
and the guest couldn't stop staring at this bottle. Finally, after a few moments, Mr. Pinchas noticed the guest's interest in this odd artifact in the middle of the table, and he said, let me tell you the following story. Listen closely, my friends, for what he shared. He says, my father was a respected businessman, but he was always very busy, and he left me in the care of my grandfather. And every morning, my grandfather would wake me up. He would make sure I washed my hands. He would say, amen, as I said, the morning blessings, and he would remind me to take my lunch with me. And then, every single day, my beloved grandfather had an interesting tradition. Before I left for school, he would give me a kiss on the forehead. He would raise his hands and he would say, Va'ani, Anna, Aniba. As a child, I didn't know what it means. Later in life, I learned that that's what Reuven cried out when he discovered that his brother Joseph was no longer in the pit and it was impossible to save him. Reuven was, reached the point of despair, so he cried out, Va'ani, Anna, Aniba. Where will I go? That was my grandfather's reminder to me as I start my day that don't worry, you may feel lost, you may feel overwhelmed as you go through your day. Vani ana aniba, where am I going? Remember, God will take care of you. Well, I had a beautiful childhood with my father's riches and my grandfather's love and care. But unfortunately, when I was 14 years old, tragedy struck and my beloved grandfather passed away. I had no choice but to join my father at work every day. My father tried to make sure I prayed and studied Torah, but he was always very busy. And to be honest, I was fascinated by his business. I didn't pay much attention to my studies. Two years later, tragedy struck once again when my father died suddenly. Besides the fact that I was now alone, as I had no mother who passed away when I was born, no grandfather who passed away when I was 14, and no father who just left me, I had a bigger issue. I had to decide what to do with the business. I was given a choice to sell the business and live with the money for the rest of my life or try my luck as a manager. And even though my father's advisors all told me that's a bad idea for a 16-year-old kid, I chose to try to take over my father's businesses. Surprisingly, I took to it like a fish to water. It wasn't long before I was quite successful. I really began to grow the business even more than during my father's lifetime. But unfortunately, I began to feel out of place as an observant Jew. I felt that keeping Shabbat and eating kosher was preventing me from expanding my business and making more money. And slowly but surely, I became less observant. And I discovered that the more commandments I dropped, the more busy I became, the more successful and the more money I was bringing in. Several years passed. My life was devoid of any meaning, any purpose and any spirituality. When one day, I was walking in the street and I noticed a Jewish boy, maybe 13 years old, sitting on the street crying. I asked him, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And he looked at me and he said, thank you kind sir for asking about my well-being, but this is something only Jews would understand. His words stabbed me in the heart. I looked at him and I said, I'm also Jewish. Embarrassingly, I said those words. How could it be he didn't even realize? Have I fallen that far that I don't even look like a Jew anymore? The young child looked at me with his pure eyes and said, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. It's just that I'm very sad about my situation at home. We are very poor. My father died a while ago. My mother works very hard to support my six brothers and sisters. And the boy looked at me and he wiped his eyes with his shirt and he said, This morning, my mother told me tonight is Hanukkah. We prayed for a miracle that we should be able to find some money with which to buy oil. 
We were so happy when my sister found a coin behind the drawer. What a Hanukkah miracle. I ran straight to the store and I bought a small little bottle of oil. I was walking home, holding the bottle and dreaming about Hanukkah, the joy we're going to have, lighting the candles together. I was even imagining that Mashiach will come right now and my mother will start smiling again. But unfortunately, I wasn't looking where I was going and I tripped. And I watched in horror as the bottle flew from my hands and I landed on a stone. The bottle broke, the oil spilled out. Sir, va'ani ana aniba, the boy cried out from the depth of his heart. Va'ani ana aniba, me, where will I go from here? The boy began to wail. And at that moment, I suddenly realized, that's what my grandfather meant. These are the words my grandfather would tell me. This is the message that I need to ask myself. Vani Aniba, that broken bottle is me. That spilled oil is my Jewish soul. I've lost my Jewish soul, splattered across the business world. I lost myself. Vani Aniba, where will I go from here? As if a trance, I carefully picked up the bottle. I took out the wallet from my hand. And I gave the boy a wad of cash. Go back to the store, I said. Buy what you want. Have a happy Hanukkah. Go. The boy looked at me with shock. Ran off. And I stood there holding that bottle with tears streaming down my face. Couldn't move. I felt frozen. A thought kept on coming to my mind. I'm a Jew. This is me. This is the broken bottle. Vani anani ba. But what did my grandfather tell me? Don't worry. Hashem is always there to pick up the broken pieces. Hashem is always there to take me where I need to go. Hashem is taking me by the hand right now. Taking me back home. I came home. And that night, I found my grandfather's menorah that was deep in the bottom of the cabinet. I dusted it off. I found some oil. I put on a wick and I lit the Hanukkah candles as I cried tears of return. This light of the candles made me feel alive once again. The next morning, for the first time in years, I put on filling once again. The next night, I lit two candles. And from then, I decided that the light of Yiddishkeit is back in my life. And this, my friend, is why I keep this broken bottle on the table. To remind me how the miracle of this bottle brought me back home. My friends, the message is clear. Vani ananiba, when you feel lost, when you feel like there's no hope, God will send a reminder your way, whether it's a broken bottle, whether it's a friend or a rabbi who reaches out. There's always going to be someone who God will plant in the midst of your highways of life so you can be brought back home and follow Hashem to where He wants to take you.